1: Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, produced out of Indie Music T V in Long Island. And as usual at the board is the young icon, becoming an icon. Becoming. Maddie Ice. Maddie, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. A bit tired, but you know? What are you so tired started, about? Well, I started a
0: full time position, so I am now working nine to five. Waking up at 7 a.m., it's a bit rough, but it's
1: honestly, rough. it's not as rough as I thought it'd be. What is Mike, stop by to wake you up. He's up at 3. But <laughs> well, you're a working man. Now you've become a working stiff. Life has now begun, Matthew. Wow. I, yeah, that. exactly. I do feel a little bad That's for you, rough. dude. That sucks.
0: I mean, uh, good luck.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Fighting, <laughs> so you know, good it's luck. not that bad. Jimmy, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah? we Who's lost that? Betty White. Um, yeah. recently, and yeah. uh, Betty White's official cause of death revealed the uh, actress known for her roles in The Golden Girls, The Proposal, and more popular shows passed away at the age of 99 at her home in Los Angeles, California, on December 31st. According to a death certificate obtained by E! News, White died from a uh, stroke. Okay. I thought she was uh, She saying- suffered the stroke six days before she died. The metal happens when part of the brain experienced a loss of blood, in case people didn't know what a stroke was. And according to the National Library of Science, which says it can cause lasting brain damage, long-term disability, or even death. But the big news was uh, people were wondering if the vaccine may have caused this issue, Jimmy. Oh, I'm not touching that. We can't talk about corona. You know the rules. We do know the rules. You know the rules. Well, you could say... I'm, I'm what, what are you laughing I, I'm about, saying, Matt?
0: Yeah, what's so funny back there, Matt? You didn't get just—you didn't get in trouble. We did, we did. Look at Matt; he's still smiling. He thinks it's funny. He <laughs> thinks it's funny. I don't blame
1: him. It, it, it is kind of funny. Stingers Ten, welcome Maria Davis. Always good to see you. And by the way, happy birthday who, to who, your who? mother, Who's, Maria Davis's oh, mother. Oh, happy birthday, Mrs. Davis. I believe, and Maria, please correct me if I'm wrong. She's ninety-one years old. Wow. That's an A on the report card. Chris Lee back in the house. We haven't seen him in a long time. Chris, I, I hope might. all is well. What's going uh, on? ESO Creative, uh, one of our sponsors, sure. also in the house. Welcome, sir. Glad to have you. He's uh, now making the Tuesdays with Tony Atlas t-shirt. If people didn't know, Lovely. Tony Atlas has a show on our network yeah. every Tuesday at really? one hour, and it's nothing but pure gold. Yeah, love it. Really? It's lovely. You're full of action. If anyone didn't know it, that is to the right. It's what Mr. The fuck? Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? I want a cigarette. That's how I am.
0: I want a cigarette. And you were like, no, we got to go on the air in a minute. And exactly. it's three minutes, and I smoked these in two. So I could have had one. You're I'm like a man grumpy. child.
1: You are like a man child. I'm a man. I
0: ain't no how child. How many cigarettes
1: son? can you, you smoke? In, like, Just don't smoke a cigarette really? for an hour. It's not going to kill about?
0: you. What are you talking about?
1: You guys, you should have okay, saw him. Okay, tell you what. He was like, I got a cigarette.
0: What. I'll close this and you stay off your computer for an hour. No problem. Well, right? then I can't. Yeah, watch then you I breaking the I can't sweat.
1: speak to our wonderful fans out there. Oh, no. Well, don't do Davio, that. Davio, welcome, my friend. Good Davio. to see you. What's up? And we're opening up uh, the 2022 with one of our favorite people, Mr. Gary Michael Capetta, yeah. who we'll speak to shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary, He's saw
0: Bob Backlund of Ring Announcers. He is our Did Bob. Did you ever think Backlund. about that? That's the truth. He is.
1: He, he is. is
0: a legend. He is your old school favorite. Red. Did you just call Gary old? Old school, I said. Not old. Hey.
1: 802 Stingers, thank you for the membership, my friend. You guys are so loyal. Yes followers or yes, yes, not sir. followers like partners of our show you we have fri- want to thank you have friends you. that hang out with us every week i would like to thank the band that sings the theme song for monty and the farrell and jimmy farrell along with his partner barker Riggs, make up the band wisteria hall wisteria hall sings such great songs as in my dreams this life not far behind here comes the rain you can find their music on the wisteria hall youtube page hit the like and subscribe button everybody are you uh, subscribing to your own page do I subscribe to my own page? Yes. Am
0: I supposed to subscribe? I to would my think own so. Page?
1: you got to support yourself. So I'm asking, are yeah, you? Yeah, okay. I think just want so. to make have sure. To go back and
0: check the you clicks. can
1: download their music on Spotify, oh, iTunes, Reverb Nation. I, 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 and... almost,
0: I almost forgot. Bartman! Go, go
1: ahead. Oh, there you go. Go ahead. Well, I figured gonna music, <laughs> we you were going to call me it And Apple Music. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> If you don't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro, filmed every Thursday from 9 to 10 p.m. You can catch us live on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro's Twitch TV page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 P.M. Yeah. or Saturday up against Saturday Night right. Live at eleven thirty P.M. and Channel Twenty on Tuesdays at one A.M. for you night dwellers. Right. We right. want to again thank the New York fans who are presently holding us at about eighty thousand views per yeah. week, and we are nothing but humbled for yeah. that. And most recently, we've partnered up with Amazon Music. So if you hate us, it's all bad news. It's bad. It's a bad time for a you. A and if you love us, you. it's all good. But we'll be right back with this legend, icon. And you know, he's just an overall good guy. Yeah, he is. He really is. Not sure I believe in his wrestling views anymore, but we'll have to discuss that. Yeah. What are you talking about? We'll
0: get to that in a minute, folks. We'll be right back. Don't you start with him. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack.
1: The Monty and the Farrow Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah.
0: Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516 317 8204. That's for Jeff Quest,
1: graphic design. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, out of Long Island, New York, where we welcome wrestling legend Gary Michael Capetta. Gary, how are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Doing really fine. Um, You can't say COVID, but you can say fucking wine.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, welcome to America, Gary. That's the way it works, right? That's number one. Do you know so that we I had. listen
2: to your intro. What's that? Number two, yeah, I am old and I'm proud of it. I'm still oh, still okay. announcing. Yeah, okay. And number three, Farrow, you want to go head to head here about my taste in wrestling?
0: Uh, that wasn't me. That was oh, me. it was Gary. Wait, it was wait all a second. Him. Oh, no, I'm being shut up, Gary. Oh.
2: i <laughs> being shut up. I'm sitting don't... here. I'm watching it.
0: Yeah. Oh, well don't worry though. He's probably gonna go after you on your opinion on wrestling. Go ahead, Mike, serve it up.
1: Well <laughs> first, first of all, I want to do a temperature check, Gary. We haven't spoken in a temperature while. Temperature and I, that's yeah. a little personal, don't you think? Well not, I don't want to do it that way. Oh, okay. But okay. anyway. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so so's Gary in the house, baby. The Gary fans are out there Absolutely. by the millions. Absolutely. How are you feeling, Gary? How are you handling everything that's going on in this country night right now? What are the thoughts of the great Gary Michael Capetta?
2: I'm doing great. Um, staying healthy, you know, as healthy as uh, as possible. Um, not taking too many risks, but I do get out still to see my indie wrestling, because um, I'm a big proponent of um, independent wrestling and supporting the indies. That's, uh, that's really important to me. Um, and about what's going on in the country, it's let, let's not even go there because I, we'll just alienate half of the audience. So I don't, I really don't get
1: into he's to that. He's still publicly. Switzerland. He's still well, Switzerland. well. Listen, I totally understand. <laughs> I don't blame that. him. He's well, smart. he well, he's not just smart. He's like well, you know, he's smart. got a huge fan base, and he, I'm, I'm sure that he doesn't want any kind of political opinions to. Right. uh But the one thing that Gary, as as much as I love him is his taste in wrestling has gone down to shitter wow. because he's, this he's is rough. He certainly, Ring as, bell, as, as I hear bell. Gary's opinions, Ring. I see that he's very pro AEW. And I really, Gary, I got to understand what are you doing, brother?
2: You know, um, everything evolves. Everything changes. Am I happy with all the different changes? no, but am I? Um, am I still a wrestling fan? Yeah, I mean there there is there's good and bad in every product that that you could uh, that you view. So um, I prefer instead of going away to stay in the mix and to speak from an old school perspective, and maybe somebody will listen. How's Gary? That? Gary,
0: are you able to? You know, I know you don't exactly have the warm fuzzy in your tum-tum feelings for Vince McMahon, but are you able to at least look at today's WWE product and see some good at what's going on? Because, you know, we're watching a Roman Reigns storyline that's developed for over a year. You got Brock Lesnar back. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns together are magic. You got the Paul Heyman factor. It's a great storyline. Are you able to separate your personal feelings with, you know, your past dealings with the McMahon uh, situation and enjoy some of what vince puts on the air today or is it strictly screw sure. vince?
2: let me let me tell you the secret about watching raw okay watch the first half hour watch the last half hour and you're good
1: might have a point well it's episodic it's, it's episodic television and they make, know, sure, that they make get... sure that they make sure that you get the flow of what they're doing every week right
2: Everything in between they just keep on running you around and you've seen the match or uh, some uh, some kind of like with the same people over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And after a while it just gets insulting. Is that more so, like a reference um, to the
0: 5050 booking perhaps that we' like which probably occurs in those hours you're speaking of?
2: I, yeah I don't I don't know who does the, you know who does the booking, who's in charge of any of that? I love the um, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar um, story. You know, I, I think it's fascinating. Okay. And um, it's, it, that's enough t- to keep my interest. But, but so, Once again, first half hour, last half hour of Raw.
1: Okay, so, so you gave a little caption of the thoughts of a WWE program. So now I ask you this, is if I'm going to watch AEW. What do yeah. I do when I watch an AEW program?
2: <laughs> AEW is is very different in the sense that um, when you watch a WWE show, it's like time stands still. It's like, really? It, we're only 20 minutes into this program? We're only 40 minutes into this program? AEW, to me, it, it flies by, but it's very frenetic. Like, I don't understand all the time how they get from this point to that point to the other point. And I can't remember what happened two months ago, <laughs> you know, so something will happen two months ago and then all of a sudden it will be important next week. And it's like, I, but the show, the good part of the show, those elements that are good are terrific. You know, I mean, Brian Danielson and and CM Punk and um, Max, you know there's there's a lot of good there. I like Daniel Garcia. I like Hook, uh, you know, of the younger guys. Um, yeah, uh, I, my I like, my money uh, is on my money is on you, you. If
0: you if you wrestle Hook, my money is on you. By the way, I just <laughs> wanted to let you know that Hook is probably about you as big as your it. leg. And, uh, how do you, Gary, how do you feel about the smaller wrestlers? For God's sakes, Gary, when you were announcing the ring announcing back in the day, you were introducing g- Hulk's like Hulk Hogan or George, the animal steel, huge man, scary man, killer Khan, huge, scary, Sergeant slaughter. You Now we have hook. Is there, is there, does it mean I'm old fashioned to say you got to be a little bit bigger than me if I'm watching? I mean, any, any thoughts to the smaller athlete today?
2: Yeah. It's not necessarily old fashioned. It's just a matter of, um, you know, what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, I mean, there was no doubt that years ago when you would walk through an airport and there were wrestlers coming at you, walking the other way, you knew this was an athlete, this was, you know, this guy was an entertainer, he was a wrestler, he was. Um, but, you know, it's changed. Look at it another way and you can say, well, more people are getting opportunities that didn't have them before look at um, boxing or UFC where there are different weight classes so they you know they have smaller guys that compete maybe that'll make you feel better
0: but how about when a sugar Ray Leonard crosses over and holds Mike Tyson's title I have I'm, I have I'm having a hard time with that shouldn't there be a more definitive you know uh, designation when you're a heavyweight you're a heavyweight do does the world title even count as a heavyweight championship anymore with some of the guys that have been he- holding it?
2: Yeah, I, I, and I don't I, – I understand what you're saying. Um, I don't, but who is a heavyweight champion now that is a midget?
0: Um, well, thankfully, right now – Vince McMahon is, is well, Vince is always pretty much, for the most part, stuck with bigger guys. But you know what I'm getting yeah. at. We've seen smaller guys. We've seen a Kofi Kingston hold the world title. We've seen guys that are much smaller holding the world title.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and it has happened in the past. I mean, it, it's it's your David and Goliath story. It's, mm-hmm. it's getting behind the underdog and rooting for the underdog um, with the theory that anyone can be, beaten in any particular day um you, i mean you can make an argument for it i i agree with you in the sense that when i see a heavyweight championship match i want to see heavyweights mm-hmm. i get it i want to see a brock lesnar i want to see a roman reigns but um you know so so what what is your alternative is your alternative just to go away not watch it anymore
0: No, of course not. Of course not. But I would appreciate, and, uh, you know, if if you're going to announce somebody, could you at least, if they do weigh 161, could you tell me that they're 195? Please? Because I I might believe that anyway, if you understand what I'm saying. Well, look, back in the day, we didn't know exactly how much the guys weighed that you were announcing, and I have a feeling some of those weights weren't accurate. But if they looked like they could be that, then it was believable to me. Now they're announcing guys now weigh 161 Jungle Boy, right, Mike? Sure, you know,
2: so. Unless we were doing, again, uh, uh, like WCW, unless we were doing uh, a televised broadcast where they were going to have on the screen what the weight is, mm-hmm. um, usually I would just make them up. <laughs> you would make them up? WC... Really? Did you really? You know, really? In, <laughs> in WWF, Sure. Just, wow! You know, did anybody get mad at you? Just, did any,
0: Did anybody ever get mad at you? What do you mean? I weigh three hundred. What are you saying? I'm fat, Gary? I mean, did you, did that ever happen when you were making
2: up these weights? No, no, oh, no. Man. And there were <laughs> there's certain this now. This is going to sound real crazy, but there are certain numbers that I would rather, and I would rather announce that I okay. would, that I could boom better. Gotcha. And so I would you know I would use those numbers more. I actually get that. <laughs>
0: Excellent.
1: Wow, that makes sense. So, Gary, also recently, again, you were around for a long time, so you've probably seen this, and I, I want your opinion on this. The WWE releasing its wrestlers, uh, you know, again, oh, yeah. social media is growing, so everybody finds out everything. What are your feelings about that? Do you, do you, do you agree with it? I mean, not that you, do you agree with it, but is this something that's always gone on, or uh, is this just normal business in the industry?
2: No, when when um, when wrestling changed from the territory days to a few national companies, that's going to happen. You know, um, nobody who signs a contract signs for life. Um, it's the entertainment business, you know, and and it's a, it's very flighty in that way. There are some individuals who are fortunate and who have had very long runs but um, you know I, I, I don't like to see anybody lose their position but um, the only alternative and this seems to be what Tony Khan does um, is to continue to pay talent and not use them and then bring them back a few months later and then it it feels fresh again but you have to freshen up your roster or you're going to have, you know, for the same reason that I only watch the first and last half hours of Raw. It's because I'm I'm tired of seeing the same guys and girls against each other.
0: Gary, do you think that the presence of AEW now has somewhat poss- possibly hurt the independent scene? We've seen Ring of Honor recently basically like fold and now they're saying they're going to reboot we've seen tna disappear to almost the point that you you can't find them half the time if you want to see them at one point ring of honor and you've been to ring of honor of course ring of honor was fantastic and tna was you know on spike tv and they were getting decent ratings 10 15 even or so years ago when they were in their you know more of their heyday i've noticed that since AEW came around and i was afraid this would happen to do, do you see any damage being done to some of the lesser companies of 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 you know of
2: reputation? Um, so you're talking about the national companies like Impact,
0: right? Or Ring of Honor? You see, because you know,
2: because for the Indies, the guys that work for AEW right. can work the Indies, and that's a good thing for the Indies. Mm-hmm. You know, it it gives them talent that people will recognize from television, right. Um, but some of the I, big I, names
0: have been kind of plucked, though, if you know what I mean, from the indie scene and wound up, com- you know, being taken from Ring of Honor or TNA to come to an AEW or to go to New Japan. You know, any any thoughts yeah. on AEW coming into prominence? It seems like you know there's been a drop off with those other companies.
2: No, it it just um, forces the other companies to scout new talent and bring new talent up. It's it's always a good thing when talent let's say from ring of honor or impact or mlw mm-hmm. um go to the next level i mean these guys are you know are making more money they're um more recognized because of the the platform that they have the larger platform that they have that's a good thing so it ring of um ring of honor when i worked with ring of honor as a backstage interviewer back in the mid 2000s had an incredible Cast of characters. Oh yeah, it was CM Punk. It was Samoa Joe. Oh yeah. It was Brian Danielson. It um, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. The Briscoe brothers, Cold Cabana. I mean, it, it, it went on and on. But Some eventually, those guys went to the next level. And so, what did Ring of Honor do? They recruited and s- scouted new guys. Gave new guys opportunities. So, no, I, I see that as, a, as a, a positive.
0: Very, very few people have the experience you've had in this business. And, and again, thank you for uh, you know, calling us. I have to ask you this. How do you feel about, basically, Vince McMahon is doing something very, very different right now with NXT. He's decided to go not the wrestler route. He's bringing in people who've never wrestled before. He's trying to create talent from scratch that have athletic backgrounds but not necessarily a wrestling background. What's your take on that? Do you think he could he can pull that off?
2: I'll, I'll expand that. Um, you asked me before about smaller wrestlers and your preference for larger wrestlers. Mm-hmm. My preference for wrestling that's on a national stage is – expert wrestling good wrestling people that know what they're doing not people that are still learning what they're doing that's where i would take exception with some of the talent that's in both of those promotions um some of the guys just aren't ready for prime time and and it just but where do they go to learn where do they you know where do they go to wrestle three or four times a week against wrestlers who are better than they are? Because that's the only way they're going to learn, not just wrestling other indie guys. <clears throat> so that's my concern with NXT, and in some cases with AEW. There's some some guys there that are just I, I I look at them and I say, wow, that's real indie, and um, I just don't think. Some of them are ready for prime time.
1: Don't you think, though, in a lot of ways, this is the pro- this is the problem I have with AEW, right? Growing up on wrestling or loving wrestling, the storyline was more important than the actual wrestling in many cases. I mean, would it be fair for me to say to you, Gary, that today's athletes are better than the ones that wrestled back in the 70s and the 80s, uh, but and the wrestling really wasn't very high level but the storyline and the characters were aren't you in, uh, as an AEW fan aren't you in fear that them not building storylines and not really building the character it's just going to be an epic fail at the end of the day
2: well AEW has storylines it's just very frenetic it's very and it's very quick right um th- there's there's not a whole lot of time for most of what their stories are that they're telling for them to evolve. Now, there are exceptions. (laughs) There there are exceptions to that. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the kind of um, brain or attention span to remember what happened several months ago, and then it all just disappear, and then they bring it up again three months later. Right. I... You know like that that is confusing to me but there's a there's an excitement with aew that doesn't exist with wwe there's a spontaneity to it so there's a, a positive side to things um and they're very uh fan friendly so that's going to help them in and keeping their loyal base and hopefully Add to add to the base. Um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but it also helps, like when you say the guys are more athletic today, it also helps that they're a lot lighter, you know, so they can, they can do things that most of the heavyweights, you know, wouldn't be able to do.
0: Well, we've seen the exception to the rule, though. I can, I can think of Samoa Joe offhand who does things that, are, that are, you know, somewhat his size shouldn't be able
2: to do. You know, there's,
0: yeah. and there's, and there's, there's others, there's, there's plenty of, yeah, others there, there are always
2: exceptions through the, you know, right. through the years. How about I'm Keith,
1: not... Keith Lee? All right, well, before we get any further with Gary, I'm going to take sure. a quick commercial break, sure. we'll come back, ask some more questions, then I got some fan questions for you, Gary, yeah. and again, we want to thank you for coming on, yeah, you, yeah. you have always, he's and this is from the heart, he's the original. you are, well, he is the original is the, gangster, he's the original. but you've always we been so we, we do. You, you've always been so good for this show, even when we were nowhere and nobody, you took your your Wait fame a minute, and. you're I'm somebody now. Why did that happen? Well, you're more than you were before. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Well, all go. right, all right. All right, anyway, hey Gary, I don't want to kiss your ass too much, but <laughs> I, it is Pucker from up the heart, there, Monty. though. You are one of the, you are one terrific guy. But anyway, we, uh, we take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the legend, and you know, honestly, should be in the Hall of Fame, oh, Gary please. Michael Capella, yeah,
0: the best. See you in a sec.
2: b-e-n-b-u-i-e 34 at gmail.com when you need a home you need the rock star realtor tell him wolfie sent you benji is a member
0: of exit realty's garden gate team in gallatin tennessee
1: hi it's josh one of the table hot sauce i'm here with my friend the star of the show jimmy Farum. Yeah, what's up jb nah nothing
0: it's been a hot summer and for all your barbecue needs you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com, thirteen unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. UndertheTableHotSauce.com, let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn.
1: All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast with Monty and Faro, with special guest, future Hall of Famer. We love him, Gary Michael Capetta. Gary, um, quick question from Dean Fletchman. This one's a tough one, man. I don't know how you're going to answer this, but Gary, what insights can you share about Spiros Arion, the person, maybe Bruno's top top opponent in his second reign?
2: Wow. Um, I'm going to disappoint him. Um, I never had any personal interaction with Spiros. Um, he was still wrestling... For the WWF, when I started announcing, but maybe months into it, maybe a year, uh, and he was gone. So I didn't work that much with Spiros Arian. Boy, that goes way back. He was married to uh, Miss (laughs) Grease.
1: Oh, was she hot? She's Miss yeah. Greece. She was she hot, wasn't huh? cold. Well, you know, listen. I mean, there's a hot? difference between Miss USA Miss, and. and I'm,
0: I'm, I'm half Greek. Don't you? T- don't you dare!
1: I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Greece, but Miss I mean, Miss Greece. Miss, uh, I don't know.
0: Greece is super exotic. Miss well, anyway, Greece. I don't want. I, you know
1: what? I'm going to play Switzerland here too, yeah, so yeah, I'm you, not going to yeah, mention gotta, any other countries. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs>
2: what's, got, so, what's sad? What's sad about that is that I remember that.
1: But, <laughs> you well, know no, like. What's why is that in
2: my brain? That, yeah,
1: but that's that good stuff, brain, man. That's, that's a guy that, 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 that has his money. priorities right, right? Because I can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he belongs yeah, in the Hall was of very
0: Fame? Gary, attractive, Gary uh, Arion, Hall of Fame? What do you think?
2: Um, if, he, if he's not in now, he'll you know he yeah. won't be in. Yeah, yeah.
1: Swept the Little Rod, probably. Got gotcha. you. Spiriosarian Hall of Fame. No, I'm sure that that there's a
0: certain guy in Queens who would say he should belongs in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations,
1: Vinny.
2: Vinny doesn't look at that era of wrestler Vinny as I think even like eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. Right, like that was his dad's promotion. That wasn't. His promotion. Oh, I think he makes a distinction. Listen,
0: we, we love we love Vinny over here. Uh, can we call him Vinny? I feel weird calling him Vinny. Why why do you hate why do you hate Vince McMahon so much? You want to ex- you want to explain that to us?
2: I don't hate him. Okay. I saw okay. him uh, okay, okay. Fair enough. A few Fair enough. years ago. Um <laughs> Yeah, I did saw him see at, you Because uh, you know how yeah. Vince is. Uh, okay. I saw what? him at Bruno's funeral oh, in Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, oh okay. Did yeah. did you speak to him? I mean, did he no. say did he say hello to you? now? No. Okay. But I
2: thought he, um, you know, I I thought he and he and, and Stephanie were there. Okay. And um, I thought they were very respectful. Sure. Um, Stephanie got up and spoke in the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. Vinny didn't he didn't uh, draw you know attention to himself.
1: Okay. No, I. I I don't have any problem with All that. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this tough question. And, then, and right? I don't I don't hate him. He okay, is, you
2: don't it's, this is it's but, a but, better word. I don't
1: But okay. here, here's here's a Dislike? question. Obviously you Obviously, <laughs> you, you knew Bruno and Bruno's an icon to so many. But do you think that as Bruno got older and the wrestling started to change, Bruno became very uh sour grapeish and just uh, like, just couldn't handle the change and didn't like the fact that maybe Hulk Hogan was becoming more popular than him? I mean, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? The wrestling was
2: changed. At first, uh, yeah, at first he was. But then even Bruno adapted. Um, do, do you remember Bruno um, refereeing some matches in WCW? Yes. Um, and then he agreed to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, he adapted. He, he came around a little bit. Um, it, there's nothing wrong with disagreeing as I disagree with some of the things that are happening in wrestling today. Um, and, and, you know, I can't blame the wrestlers for what they do that I don't agree with. I can't blame the referees for what they do or don't do that I don't agree with and I can't blame the announcers it all comes from the top whoever's signing the checks that's the person that's crafting the show and um, for instance um, there are certain moves that certain wrestlers are known for They're they're finishing moves No one else should be doing those. Like back in the day when it it was a big deal when Superfly Jimmy Snugga would mount the top turnbuckle and do the huge splash. No one else did that. But in today's environment, if a wrestler hears another wrestler's move, get a big pop, then they steal it. They mimic it just for that quick, response from the from the audience. There should be an adult in the room that says, no you don't do that. Like that is his finishing move. No one else should be doing it, otherwise it's not special. So for all that I disagree with it all comes from the top. It all comes from the guy that's that's signing their paychecks. If he doesn't want something to happen if he wants the the referees, for instance, to start enforcing some rules, if he wants the tag teams to tag in and out by slapping hands and not chest or back or whatever, it'll happen.
1: So that's, that's a great comment. But so we're talking about the semantics of pro wrestling, which is entertainment. So I'm going to get a little more serious with you because what you said really hit home with me that it comes from the top. So we've had Lee Cole on this show about two times. We had John Arizzi on the show once. And the one thing we discussed was the Ring Boy scandal, which I'm assuming you were around for. Um, probably, I don't know if you had, knew how much about So I'm going to ask you, with the Ring Boy scandal, uh, obviously Bruno, Superstar Graham, ex-wrestlers, pointed the accusing finger at Vince McMahon for not doing anything about it. You just mentioned about people being on the top and being in charge. Uh, John Arizzi, uh, Lee Cole, they both felt that Vince was responsible for this horrific issue that was going on. What does Gary Michael Capetta think about the situation? I Ah. I would suspect, I don't
2: know 100%, for sure. But I would suspect that Vinny knew what was going on and just, you know, ignored it, you know, just turned away from it. Um, and that is, you know, that's on him. That's, that's not forgivable. But the people that actually did the acts that preyed on the young ring crew, for instance, you know, I mean that that's that's where the um, that's where the blame should go. But yeah, I, I would I would have to believe that he was aware of, um, of what was going on.
1: How about wrestler?
2: He, he definitely was aware of what was going on with the doctor and the drugs okay. you know happening in the locker room,
1: right? Which, by the way, we will say at that point in time were were legal until they became le- illegal, right? Um, What about the wrestlers' responsibility? Bruno goes on Donahue and says that he knew this was going on and Vince did nothing about it. Where's the culpability of those wrestlers, Superstar Graham, uh, Bruno Sammartino? Bruno had a lot of power back then. Bruno could have made a difference. Is he culpable for what happened?
2: I'm still stuck on what you said about the drugs.
1: Well, on the the steroids, when the steroids were first being used, they were legal within the United States – uh, when the government got involved, they became illegal. Right at some point, this is,
0: this is in true. In that, and the government in that time were turning a blind eye until all right. of a sudden they weren't anymore. That's, right, that's for but, sure.
1: But
2: what I don't know, and I, and I, I honestly, I don't know um, if it's well. Maybe it's it's a difference between being legal and ethical, but for the doctor to dispense drugs. Mm-hmm without having a reason, like a a medical reason to do it, to me, is criminal.
0: Yeah, he was the candidate.
2: I don't know if if it's against the law or if just ethically that's wrong. Right. But um, we're not talking about dispensing drugs to his patients, you know, that were in his office and and had a full uh, examination and he was able to look at x-rays and he was no, he was just he was just trying to be one of the boys and just passing I mean I I used to watch him come into the locker room with a a cardboard box filled with little white bags and the boys would line up and he would just, you know, give them their their goodie bag.
0: Any thoughts um, on any thoughts on the fact that Vince McMahon senior who is obviously, you know, Pretty much beloved, from what I hear, by most people. Vince McMahon Sr.'s champion in 1977 was superstar Billy Graham. You're going to tell me, you know, not meaning you, Gary, but you're going to tell me that that, that he was he wasn't on roids. He's ripped. Look at him, you know. Right. I mean, Vince McMahon Sr. obviously approved of Billy Graham being his champion. I didn't see Vince McMahon Sr. being, you know, lambasted the way his son was years later for steroids. I,
2: you know, I think I think it's one of these cases where. It's really difficult to judge 1977 okay. with a 2022 mentality. Sure, I, I got I got you. Absolutely,
1: I got you. And again, we can't lose the fact that when Superstar Graham was hitting the gas, they were legal right. drugs right. in this country, right? right? So that is the truth. Vince McMahon, weird the weird guy that wants think. to do something. It was really no background on steroids, whatever. So. Again, there was a point where these were legal and then became illegal. Sure, But I want to still go back to the ring boy issue. Is there culpability on the wrestlers, right, especially, you know, that they said they knew what was going on and they put the blame on Vince for not doing anything about it. Isn't there ownership of the independent contractor slash employee, however you want to present this, of protecting young children?
2: Uh, the short answer is yes. I I, I do agree with you, mm-hmm. um, and anything more that I say about it will be interpreted as making excuses for them.
1: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understood. Do you,
2: you know, I I can I can continue if you want me to. <laughs> no, no, but... you
1: no you no. I don't. I we have a fan out there you, by the yeah. name of Phil. We nickname him Switzerland, so it's all good. Oh, the necessary shot
0: across the bow.
1: Let me That's let me go down tough. another road, That's Gary. Uh, Tony Atlas does a weekly show on the channel. Uh, the great Tony Atlas. What are your thoughts yep. about about Tony? And uh, if you have any thoughts, uh, this guy had everything. Uh, why do you think Tony didn't become a bigger star than he was?
2: I think Tony was a huge star. I mean, he was. Sure. He was huge in multiple um, major promotions. Correct. I mean he, he was he was huge in Mid-Atlantic as well as WW Well, uh, Gary
0: getting getting to yeah, the core of it. He was a tag
2: team champion.
0: Sure. Yes. But he always seemed to be like he should have been a world champion at some point. What do you think stopped him?
2: Um it just it was just the decision of the promoters. You know, he had he had all the tools, he had the look, he had the skill. He He had uh, fan support. Um, But I'll tell you the most important thing to me that tells me who Tony Atlas the man is. And I told him this the last time that I saw him, uh, it was maybe four years ago at the um, uh, New England fan convention. And that is his, his role the night that Bruiser Brody was killed in Puerto Rico. It was Tony Atlas, and only Tony Atlas, that attended to and cared for Bruiser Brody. Against all of the odds against not caring or not even thinking about himself and his future um, work there in you know in in puerto Rico um that shows me that um you know he, he's he's a uh, a man that you can count on he's he's a a very moral ethical guy you know when it comes right down to it when you know with things that are life and death important right tony 's
1: the guy beautiful answer that's a great answer nailed great answer yeah absolutely
0: Absolutely. I, you know, Gary, while we got you here, I know this is coming a little out of left field, but
1: look, I grew up watching. That's you a surprise, All-Star. right? Gary, out of left field by the Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. He's yeah. probably going to ask you if you like a peanut butter sandwich.
0: I am not going to ask you if you like <laughs> So how do you feel about Smucker's Jelly, Gary? Any uh thoughts on Smucker's? Uh, no, uh, honestly, you know, growing up watching you, you know, announcing All-Star Wrestling, I mean, geez, we used to go to UHF and catch it on Channel 67 sometimes out here in Smithtown. What did you What did you think about Rick McGraw? I know he left us at a young age, but do you, did, was he possibly going to be headed for great things? Because I still remember when Arnold Scolin came out with a young quick-draw Rick McGraw. And, of course, Scolin was usually the stepping stone. He was Bruno's manager. He was Bob Backlund's manager. Scolin comes out with Rick McGraw. Was there any rumblings in the back that Rick could really have a future? You know, because it was a shame he left us so young. I thought he was great. Any thoughts on... Rick McGraw.
2: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out on something there, Pharaoh. No, oh, what
0: did I do? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Go ahead, Gary. He's Gary. I'm wrong. I'm if, wrong. i you're gonna it be, starts.
2: go ahead. If you're gonna be consistent, yeah. And you're going to have a problem with today's wrestlers. Rick because McGraw of their... was
0: beefy. He wasn't 120 pounds <laughs> like fuck. <Boston. laughs> so no, that doesn't work, Gary. It doesn't. So, give me something else. Come on, you can. I love him, but I'm not gonna let him get me on that. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't wow, work. You know, Rick, Rick, McGraw to what? Rick McGraw's forearm is bigger than Hulk. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I, honestly, at Rick McGraw's neck? Oh my god, Rick McGraw's neck? What are we talking here?
2: I mean, anything? Yeah, but, but
0: the 220 but, but pound
1: he's... legitimate Rick McGraw?
2: But but if he's standing across the ring from any of the other wrestlers at the time, too short. he was a small guy. He's too
1: short. I'm kind of right? going with Gary on this. You know what? He got the go Jericho thing, right. right? The, Vince, the, Vince the guys, the guys wow.
0: was five foot nothing. All right, so what was your thoughts, Gary, when he came out with Arnold Scullin, though? I mean, he's out there with Arnold Scullin.
2: I, I have. I don't even remember him coming out with Arnold <laughs> Scullin
0: hello I. The only one who remembers this. this is terrible. Oh poor Rick Hey, Gary, fill out
1: their ass. Did oh you God. ever meet announcer Joe McHugh? and if you did, can you tell that oh, story? Love you
2: Um, just very briefly, um, people, people assume that you know that we know each other. right. Um, right. But there's only one ring announcer assigned for each event. So there's no reason for there to be two of us in the building at one time, except (laughs) one time uh, when I was doing the weekly WWF TV show, and they thought that Joe McHugh uh, wasn't going to be able to make it. So they asked me to come to do the TV on the Tuesday as well as the Wednesday. We used to tape every third Tuesday, every third Wednesday in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and then in Hamburg. And as it turns out, Joe showed up. Um, So I didn't stay, but I did say hello. And it was just a quick, uh, you know, a quick hello, goodbye.
0: How was the hellos? Did you, did you do your ring announcer thing like, I'm Gary, Michael. C-? He's like, an I'm Jew? Is that how you guys said hello to each other?
2: I'm sorry. That's like not, the uh, – I'm just curious. Michael Buffer just uh, is doing a commercial, and, <laughs> and that's, the, that's the gimmick in the commercial. Oh, he's sitting hilarious. at a table, and he's ordering dinner in his ring announce voice.
1: Did you ever want to, like, punch Joe McHugh in the face? No, but I bet you wanted to punch Michael Buffer in the face.
2: <laughs> no, why would I want to do that?
1: I don't, I don't know. You know. know what? I Were just was, makers, I, was, I got baby? this envision I that, you know, ring announcers kind of like <laughs> <laughs> like competitive yeah. against Are each you other. Guys and, competitive? you competitive? Know, they kind of just like want to knock it the guy off.
0: Business? It's like, you know, piss off. This you, have me,
2: you have me hating. You have me <laughs> wanting to punch people. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm GMSP. Come on. The last, oh
0: my God. The last time it, you're going to do is this it, Is it true you egged Vince's house last week? This is awful. <laughs> this is really awful. Oh, but you know what? I got to throw this in. Gary, are you still smoking cigarettes? I'm just curious. I know you're coughing a lot like the Pharaoh. Are you still smoking? Because I am. Are you still smoking cigarettes, Gary? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Damn. But not, not what you're smoking. No. What you're smoking <laughs> no. is...
1: I smoke the funny stuff. Stay away from it, Gary. So Gary yeah, I see that Gary let's 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 can we tell the fans out there like what's your involvement in wrestling now you have yeah. some events coming up can we yeah. can we talk to the fans about that nice
2: ah uh, you know what for the the first time in my 47 year involvement in pro wrestling wow I'm going to be managing what wow um, last time I was in Scranton I was in Scranton to, to guest ring announce And this little squirt of a manager, he started to insult me, you know, and and out of nowhere. Um, So I told him that night in front of the crowd, you know, I can't, and and he has these, he has the tag team champions of uh, it's Backbreakers promotion out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, uh, you know, I told him, like, I'm an old man. There's nothing I can do about this now. But with the permission of Backbreakers, I will return with a team and they will kick your ass. They will take your belts. So I am going. I did find a team. I did get permission from Backbreakers. And I'll be uh, returning to, it's actually Mayfield, Pennsylvania, on January 29th. But don't try to get tickets. Because it's all sold out.
0: It's wow! Sold out already. Look at Look that. You. Look at
2: um, you. But you so, can uh, watch it on uh, a streaming service. Uh, is, I'm not sure which streaming is the, service is the, it is. The,
0: is, well, the te- is the team a mystery? Like you're going to come out, like you know, and reveal them right, right there at the match? Or is it...
2: it is a mystery Ooh, because I was, I like if you. I reveal oh. now,
0: right, right, right. who my
2: team is, right, the Diamond yeah. City War Machine, who are their tag champions. They're going to run up to the Muzik Mountains, and they're going to hide until January 30th. Gotcha. So they're going to be pissing in their pants when they find out who I'm bringing in. To, uh, but I pro- I'll probably announce who the team is before the 29th, but not yet. I, I don't want to give them any opportunity right. to do any kind of hanky-panky back out of this. Because we're going to kick their ass and we're going to take their titles. Nice. It's
1: also smart, too. It gives them less and time I wanna, to prepare. I want to remind everybody out there Gary Michael Capetta's book, former WWF and WCW announcer, Body Slam Memoirs oh, of a Wrestling it. Pitch Man. Body How Slam. good is that book, Farrow? It's, it's freaking great. It's you know, great. me and Farrow in the summertime, we go to the beach together, love Gary, and we read books in our, and drink uh, some good fucking wine together. Yes. And. Uh, Farrell <laughs> was actually reading Body Slam's mem- uh, memoirs Are you picturing this? We're drinking Mitchell. wine on the beach, and I'm reading your book to him. This is – <laughs> Nice. There's, there's I like something it. wrong here. There's I like A
0: little strange about that. but Can you tell the fans I have where to they came go, go ahead.
2: I have to mention um, a guest re appearance that I have. Yes. It's in the Midwest. Okay. Um, in Wisconsin. Okay. For uh, Midwest Championship Wrestling. Okay. Um, Jimmy Hart's going to be there. Greg Valentine's going to be there. Great. Um, Bushwhacker Luke is going to be there. Okay. Um, in I think it's Turtle, maybe Turtle Bay, Wisconsin. It's a uh, it's a casino hotel. Nice. So uh, that's uh, February twelfth. I'll be doing guest ring announcing there.
0: Excellent. <laughs> Sounds to me like you still love the business more than ever. I mean, you're still you're still out there doing things. So
2: people still. Want me to come out? So yeah, of course, of course
1: they do. <laughs> well, you're you're an icon. Yeah, you're an yes. icon. But he's you know, so Gary, we're almost out of time. Pharaoh's going to hit you with something called the Pharaoh's final question. Oh, Again, God. this is a non-scripted question. I don't know what he's going to ask right, you. So. Back He's down the hatches.
0: Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> what did he say? He said they're all non-scripted questions. He knows us by now. It's uh, like you know the script is just here no, for show. No, we are scripted. Eh, it's just <laughs> here for show. I mean, what are you going to do? Go ahead. All right, here we go. And I'm not going to ask him what his favorite hot dog brand is. Okay, before okay. you start, you know, That's with that fine. direction. Gary, usually we uh, we go with the Mount Rushmore type question. But since I got you here, who is your version of the Mount Rushmore? Give me four of the greatest. Ring announcers ever, Oof. in your opinion. That's tough. Ring announcers? Yeah, yeah, I'm going there. I'm going there. Oh, me, my to, goodness. To me, by the way, to our audience at home, this is the most all around, most accomplished ring announcer in the history of this business. And I've said that before. Oh, God, that's I'm without like a, a doubt. Gary Michael Capetta's got the best Without resume, a doubt. I'm sorry. So you can put yourself well, on there, and I'm not going to hold it against you, but we need four of the best.
2: I'm thinking of three. Um, Jimmy Lennon, senior. Uh, nice. The Olympic Auditorium yes. in L.A.
0: Yes.
2: Um, friendly Bob Freed. Okay. Who, um, by a lot of standards, people would say, "Why Gary?" And the answer is because he was real, and you believed what he what he was saying. Uh, Howard Finkel. Would be uh, my third, and um,
1: uh, Gary, you—I know you. I, know you've, told, that's, that's I know you've told a story about you and Howard, but uh, how was your relationship with Howard?
2: Oh, we had a terrific relationship. Now, it, how it was different with Howard um, in that I would see him because he worked for the office outside of ring announcing, mm-hmm. so he had other reasons to be, for instance, at a Meadowland show where I was doing the ring announcing um or up in Connecticut. Um so I would you know I would see Howard the last time I saw Howard was at a uh convention in New Jersey, wrestling convention and uh, he asked if we could have our picture taken and we did it. and I'm I'm thrilled that uh you know I had that opportunity to see him.
1: Gary, I got a last question. Um of all the wrestlers that have passed away, which one hit you the hardest?
2: Um, well, Bruno, you know, just because he was my childhood hero and, and a friend, you know, we, you know, as, as the years went on, um, he really broke the, what if, you know, whatever rule there might be about never make a friend of your hero, cause you'll always be disappointed. Whereas as a friend, Bruno exceeded whatever expectation I would have had um as a just a genuine genuine human being who cared about others
0: it must be pretty mind-blowing to have a childhood hero turn out to be a good friend who exceeds your expectations i can't even relate to this that must have been pretty amazing. amazing it must not a doubt it must have been
1: well gary i want to thank you again for joining the show you've always been so kind to us and no matter what I will, I will never hold it against you for being an aew Would mark man I will never I, I, I respect you oh, way too much
2: Lord. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you. Gary, you have, hey look, either either evolve or evaporate
1: that's right there that's right all right Thank you, mr. Oh, Gary Capetta. our was. honor have a great night
2: but but, but 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 don't don't give up on your basic principles. I haven't given up on my basic principles for what I think makes a good wrestling show. Right. Don't do right. that.
0: Right. Words, Words of wisdom. But there has to
2: be. There has. There has to be. Um, you know, uh, an adult in the room.
1: There you go. This is true. Yeah. And that's me. Yeah. And that's it's, that's not, us. Why, that's why, it's, it's so not us. That's It's definitely not us. That's for sure. <laughs> sure. Okay, Gary. We're gonna go to our room. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: gonna go to our room without
1: supper. Good night, well, Gary. Thank, thank you. you for
0: being on, brother. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Wow, the great Gary Michael Capetta, my friend. Oh, man.
0: He's just so great. It all starts with him. It starts with him when we were watching his kids, and it starts with him with the program. Absolutely.
1: And the guy is nothing but a class act gentleman. Listen, with all due respect, we hit him with some tough questions.
0: Oh, but he knew that. He's a a pro.
1: But how well did he handle those questions? Oh, please. Like
0: butter. That man is smooth. Smooth. How come he's not in the Hall of Fame? What's wrong with the McMahons? Go ahead. Go ahead. Defend him on that one. Uh, he should be in. That
1: that Yesterday. Is, that's, with yeah. Ivan Koloff. He should be
0: announcing Ivan Koloff as, as he's, they both go into the Hall of Fame. indefensible
1: that Gary Michael Capetta yeah, is not. In fact, it, I think it it's indef- indef- I think the only one in is, is Fink, right? Fink is in as he should be. and yeah, Joe McHugh think, should be Joel in there. Joe McHugh's not in. He should Gary be in. Should, Gary should be in there. Gary should be in on roller skates. Easy. I mean, come
0: on. What are we talking here? But,
1: uh, you know, yeah, again, I could talk to Gary for out five hours Dude, straight. he's the
0: most accomplished ring announcer ever. I mean, do you really realize where he's been? He's been everywhere. He's been every freaking and I, way. And I love the fact that he loves wrestling. Yeah, he does. You could tell he still does. He's still a student of the game. And you know?
1: and I and I think he he. I don't think you could tell he loves the art of wrestling. Absolutely, absolutely. What I've always
0: appreciated the most about him was is he was always gracious to us. You know, he could have he could have look very early on when we first got into this thing. You know, one or two wrong vibes from these guys might have steered us a different way. He was one of the one of the first people we came across, and he was nothing but class and very real, and I've always
1: appreciated him. I think he's great. Well, on a personal basis, I will always... We should stop kissing his ass. I would, I would always... Stop kissing I his ass. I will always support Gary Michael. Yeah, you're right. Kiss his ass. I
0: will kiss his ass.
1: <laughs> anyway, we want to thank you guys for joining us. I want to remind everybody that we're back next week, and don't forget, on uh, January 30th, it's well, a uh, Sunday.
0: Before we get to Jen, is there something tomorrow night that we wa- might want to mention to the crowd? To the, uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. the crowd? Yep. I, I, we had uh, Flash Flanagan on for a, for an interview, so that'll be on tomorrow. What time are you yep. going to throw that up on That's the air? That's at 7 o'clock. It's, it's not live. We it it taped it before the show. It's a taped interview with yep. Flash Flanagan, who worked, obviously, in WWE. He was a big-time legend over in Puerto Rico and uh, has a few things to say about a certain... Uh,
1: what is it puts the lotion in the basket absolutely I had a lot of stuff to say about hannibal yeah so that's interesting in the, the interview is yeah. kind of short guys i think yeah. it's about 30 minutes he'll come back again we, we were, were short on time, time yeah we we're under right. time constraints yep. and again don't forget on january 30th we've got uh, four horsemen and hall of famer barry windham in studio along right. with doink the clown not dink not dink. Not dink. I'm safe. Dink you're safe. I'm safe. And then on March fifth we've got uh Dutch Mantel. Right. That's which that, we're gonna announce shortly. So Man about Mountain that. Rock. Okay. And Kevin Sullivan. And Outback Jack. Outback Jack. Back to back to back Wait to a back. Minute, Maddie, I'm buying you dinner. Matt. Maddie's already locked oh in for that God. day. There's nothing hey. Matty, we're, we're choice, of, day. choice I mean, of hanging out with your girlfriend and hanging out with Monty and the Pharoah and four wrestlers. Wait, 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 What's your wait, choice? Wait, wait. Don't do that. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Definitely with my girlfriend. <laughs> well, I guess that's that. Wait, wait. All right, with that, we want to thank the great Gary Michael Capetta. We want to thank everybody who comes Sport out and supports back. this show. Uh, thank you so very much. And uh, we will see you next Thursday. We love you all. Pharaoh, You've been watching Monty and the
0: Pharaoh And until next week. Later.